Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right, you all. Prior to my 50th birthday, I made a declaration that I was celebrating all year long. And man, oh man, <laughs> do I need to keep celebrating. Life is relentless, people. We need to make sure that we fill ourselves up with things that delight us to help us get through this messy thing called life. So I'm celebrating. I'm really excited. Tonight, I am going out to dinner with my family and we're going to celebrate my birthday. And originally I was going to, my cousins were going to come up and we're going to try to do that, but some family members had some other obligations. So Remember, I just keep reminding myself another opportunity to celebrate it another day. So originally my dream was go to dinner and go see Top Gun Maverick, the movie, because my eighth grade year old self inside of me is really, really excited to see it. And I love that movie so much in eighth grade. I watched it five times in the movie theaters, loved it, recently watched it with my daughter and my husband. She wasn't all that impressed and I was still delighted in my experience. So that's what we're going to do, except it didn't work for us with all our scheduling to go to do both tonight. Originally I thought it could, but it, that was cramming too much. So tonight we're going to dinner and then in a couple nights we're going to the movies. So I get to continue to celebrate. And originally the other thing my other daughter had suggested was there's this winery I like, and they've got this great outdoor, it's out in the farmland where we live and it's very delightful. And she said, Hey, we can go there. And we were going to be able to do that, but then the day shifted and planned. So that will be moved to another day. So I just keep reminding myself, these are opportunities for me to continue to celebrate year 50 on this planet around the sun all year long. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm very excited about my dinner tonight. And today I will also have a massage. So I'm very excited. That's part of my ongoing self-care. Not something that I really delight in. Now, one thing, if you're not signed up for to receive our emails, whether it's the Sunday love or the Friday podcast emails, make sure you sign up at howshereallydoesit.com because I've been thinking about you all and I think we're going to put together something so that you can be a part of the celebration, not a party or anything, but there'll be an opportunity for you to benefit as well. Okay. So today with all this stuff, and as I talk about massages and movies and dinners, right, there's money, money behind it. And one of the things I spend a lot of time coaching on is on money and we all have our beliefs about money, and they often can be very limiting beliefs. So one of the things that I coach on is creating an art fund for those of my clients who want to buy art. For me, it's a coffee fund. We all know that I love, love, love coffee. Thank you for the coffee card there, Miss Donna. 
or it's dining out funds like tonight for dinner, right? I can go and enjoy it because I have the money already set aside in a fund, right? Maybe it's the home improvement fund. It can be a date night fund. We've heard about having college funds set aside and those are big funds to have, right? But when we can have these funds set aside, it sure helps make spending money less anxiety driven and less guilt driven and less drama as long as you're spending the money that's within the fund and you stay with that integrity. So I'm going to talk about one of the key tools that I talk with my clients about is about having these funds, creating them for whatever purpose that they're designed. And I started this back in the day when I was a poor little kid who didn't have much money, but and would like to go to the 7-Eleven and buy like, I think it was their penny candies. Remember those rock hard candies? I can't remember their names. And I get so excited and, you know, maybe save 10 cents and I'd walk down there and I go get 10 pieces of candy, right? I only spent money that I had and well, yeah, I could give me cavities and I'm sure some of that did. It was spending money I had and it was something I would save up for. And then I would go in there and be in that little girl and feeling so much empowerment and agency of I get to choose. I get to have permission and get to get what I want. There's still a constraint. They're penny candies. So for those of you may say, well, Corinne, that's really indulgent. You get to have a massage and a dinner and a birthday, and you're going to do this all year long. That's great for you, but it's not great for me, or it's not possible for me. It's figuring out what works for you with the constraints that you had. I've had a lot of delight with those penny candies, which then eventually moved on to those teen magazines when I was totally obsessed with Michael Jackson and whoever else I was obsessed with. And I saved my money, walked down to the store and I would buy a teen magazine, cut up stuff and tape it on my wall. Right. So having money set aside for those kinds of things is really delightful because it gives you the freedom to go and buy the things that excite you, that delight you, that light you up. Or maybe it's about, you know, a home improvement fund. I started this a long time ago. This is probably one of the first, it's not one of the first, but it was something that I used to get stressed out about like, oh, should I spend this money? Should I not? And I'd be at the store and I had the money in my checking account, but I kept saying, oh, I could spend it on something else. Is this really the best use of the money? or this is a bit indulgent, maybe I shouldn't spend the money. And so when I started creating these funds, which I did is I was like, you know what, I want a home improvement fund, money that if I want to buy something for the house, a couch, bedding, curtains, I go to that fund and that's where I buy it from. And so I would start to set up monthly amounts and it would just go into a bank account. And then over time, the money grew. And then when I did want to go buy a couch, there was money in there. It's really a fun way to go shopping because shopping for me is stressful already. So it was a way to not be as stressed. So these funds are something that are so, so important. What often happens is that we tend to do reactive decisions like, and I've done this as well, have a really hard time going through some hard stuff. I remember this, I'd be so busy working so much. And then when my season would lighten up, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go shopping. I deserve it. I've really had to suck it up. And I'd go shopping and I'd buy a bunch of stuff that I didn't really like. 
and they tended to stay in the bags in the bottom of my closet floor. And it took me some time to realize I was just being reactive. It wasn't delightful. It wasn't anything that I really wanted. It was just a reactive way to do that. And so over time, over the decades, I've learned how to practice having this better relationship with money. And so this is the invitation for you. It's about how to spend money that supports what you want and that also has constraints on not hurting, you know, yourself, maybe your family, not creating more financial problems for yourself. When you want to buy something, whether it's you want to travel, right? Or you want to fix up your home or you want to buy a new car or you want to send your kids to college or whatever it may be. It's the lack of clarity that creates even more anxiety. And what I call that is dirty pain. There's all this dirty pain. Should I do it? Should I not? What's happening? There's already the pain of, you know, maybe making the money, spending the money, but the dirty pain is all this, this lack of clarity, this judgment. And it's like, well, should I, should I not? And so what often happens is people stick their head in the sand and don't pay attention. They don't want to know about it, right? And then they'll just go and spend money and then later have regret and remorse. So while you may start these funds and not know how much something's going to cost, I mean, a college fund is prime. You may not know if you may have, you know, a young kid right now and may think, well, Corinne, in 20 years or 15 years, how am I supposed to know what college is going to be? I understand that. So one is we can figure out some projections. We're not going to land on a right answer. And then also looking at the constraints of what is it that you can contribute, right? How much is that that you can start to put away? So we may not know, but we can start to get kind of ballparks ideas. And then what happens is we get into this practice of putting money away Years ago, I had worked with a client and she was a high income earner and not a good saver. She didn't save money. She made a lot of money, whatever she made went out the door or she would spend it. One of the things was to get into the habit of saving. And so I said, how about you get like a mason jar and just start putting in $5 a week. And she did that for a few weeks. And then what started happening, cause she got into that practice, she goes, Hey, I've always wanted to start a college savings account for my son for college. And then, so she set up the forms for that and started putting in a couple hundred dollars a month for that. And it continued to grow and grow and grow and then developed other funds to support her life. Right? So never judge when we take small steps. It's really important that we start, but it all started with that. When you go out on a date night, how about you throw $5 also into the mason jar? Will you miss that? Right? What are the small steps that make it really easy for you with your given circumstances? Now, here's the thing. When we spend money, we don't want to trick ourselves. We don't want to spend money we don't have, right? Or spend money we don't have today. And then we're promising ourselves, oh, but I'll I'll work extra tomorrow right? So we get in rears today and we count on tomorrow. My question for you is, how are you at honoring your commitment? What does that create and stress for you to know that you've spent today without 
having the certainty of having it in your pocket. So that's why I like these funds because you're deciding ahead of time, you're putting the money ahead of time into a a fund, a bank account, whatever, an envelope. And then you have that money and it's so empowering when you have that money, you're like, Hey, I have this money. I remember when I went to go buy our first couch and I had this household money and it turned into this fun game because I knew how much money I had in there. And then as I was shopping around, I actually realized I had, you know, for the kind of couches and what I was comfortable buying, I had about twice as much money and I didn't know. And I knew that how much dollars I had and I went shopping and went shopping and went shopping. And when I really landed on the couch that I wanted, it was half of what I had saved. That is such an awesome thing because you get right? Spend the money. It's delightful to not spend it all. And it's delightful to buy something that you truly love. And so then the thing that you are experiencing, whether it's something you're buying or the experience that you're having, doesn't have the dirty pain of the guilt of you shouldn't be buying this. You're hurting somebody. Do we really know if it's true that you're going to make the money back? So when we spend money, we don't want to trick ourselves that we can spend it today and work extra tomorrow to get more money. And because that doesn't create space in our lives. And instead, what it does is it creates a reactive relationship with money. And my invitation for you here today is by creating these funds, it's about creating a proactive leadership energy with money. So here's what it takes to be able to do this. One is making decisions ahead of time right? Making decisions of, okay, here is some money that I want to set aside. Wait. And again, it could be for coffee. It could be for date night. It could be for appliances. You decide and you take that money and you put it aside. And this is like, when we think about retirement accounts, right? Money that we put into our retirement accounts, it's the same framework. There are rules about how much we can put in, you know, and the money gets pulled in monthly or annually or however you put it in. There's usually an amount that maxes out. And then there's tax laws. If you want to take it out, there's penalties if you're below a certain age. So there's rules about taking it out. And there's also benefits because if you put money in, potentially you can save money on taxes right? So it's kind of the same concept of having these funds to spend money, except it's you're actually being the boss of it, which means that you get to create agency, right? And you get to be empowered. And you also have to make sure we have a trusting relationship with ourselves. So I really encourage these funds, whether again, it's an art fund or a coffee fund or a date night fund or a clothing fund, because it's about you giving yourself permission And remember, permission is a compassion practice. And here's the thing about money. There's a lot of shame around money. We have family of origin stories about money. There's not enough. You're not deserving of money. You shouldn't be able to have money. You're greedy if you hold on to money, right? There's all kinds of stories. So there's a lot of shame. Compassion is the antidote. Giving ourselves permission is an important practice. And when we give ourselves permission, there's also constraints around that, right? So like when one of the things that I do is with these funds is there's other basic needs that are made beforehand. One is saving money, putting money in, away in savings. The other is making sure that I save for retirement. 
A third constraint is when I spend this money or if I put this money aside, it can't hurt my family. Those factors are already taken off the table. And then the beauty of it is it's here's what I can spend on it. And this is so important, whether it's, well, you can't get much for a penny, but whether it's say, we'll say $5, $50, $100, $1,000, $5,000, $50,000, $500,000, you know, depending on what the purchase is for, but whatever that number is, check in with your thoughts. Are you saying, oh, that's not enough? There's always more opportunities to spend money right? Where no matter what dollar amount that you have, you can feel like you don't have enough. And my invitation for you is to reframe it. And when you do that, reframe it of like, wow, I'm spending $5 on this. Isn't that cool that I can spend $5 guilt-free, anxiety-free on this? And it's not going to dot, 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 whatever your constraints are, hurt my family, put me in credit card debt, whatever it may be. Okay. So permission slips, deciding ahead of time. And then what becomes important is spending money on things that you enjoy, that delight you, that nourish you, right? So one of the things that we spend money on is food, right? And good quality food. So being able to enjoy that and appreciate that. Oftentimes I have clients who say, oh, Corinne, I need to budget, Oftentimes with myself and with my clients, budgeting can feel really restrictive. It's like, oh, here's what you can't do with your money. Here's what you're not allowed. This would be too greedy, right? There's a lot of judgments and it's very restrictive versus what do you want to do with your money, right? I had a client who was wanting to spend a large sum of money on something and she said, well, I can't do that. I can't afford that. And I said, is that really true? And it wasn't true, right? She had the money there is, would she allow herself to do this? And what did she want her money to do? How did she want to use her money? Would this be something that would be in alignment with that? So budgeting oftentimes feels restrictive. When we have these funds, it's putting money. It's kind of the old, if you remember the envelope system, putting money into the envelope and then spending it as you go along and you only spend that money that's in there right? And remember, we always manage risk. So knowing what is your bottom line, there's no magical thinking. What is your bottom line? What is not allowed to happen, right? So if I'm spending money, for instance, on coffee, if that means that my family's not getting their food to be well-nourished, that's not allowed. Or if you're spending money on vacations, but that means that you can't pay your electricity bill, is that not allowed for you? What are your rules, right? What are your constraints? That's what's really important. And here's my hint, write it down. Our brains love to change what the rules are when they're convenient because we have this huge desire or angst or urgency or FOMO in in buying something or getting something or doing something. So write it down. So as you go through and you start creating funds to spend money, my invitation for you is to start with small steps as you develop this practice of seeing how you can put money aside for the things that you want to do in your life. And then you're going to notice 
that you're going to have a lot of stories. And these are the stories to manage. Notice the stories that are restrictive that pop up. You can't do that. You're going to, you're going to spend all your money and go. This is a favorite story that my clients like to dress rehearse. You're going to lose everything and live in a van down by the river, right? We can go from making a lot to that instantly. Or notice when the judgmental stories pop up, you're really greedy to have these funds set aside. There's all these people that are homeless or starving or so on and so forth, right? Notice the judgment or who do you think you are to be able to spend money on X? Notice that. Now, remember the key here is this is your money, right? This is your money and you get to decide how it is spent. Now, maybe you have a partner and maybe that there's an intricacy of maybe the partner brings the money and, and you, you support the family structure in a different way. So then how do you two work together on making those decisions? Even with that, I, my invitation for you is you make some decisions on how you want to do it and then go work with your partner and see what they think. And do they have any objections? right? That way you're clear on what you think and allowing them to get space to what they think and then seeing where the Venn diagram overlaps. So instead of the stories of what is restrictive or you're not allowed to do this or the judgment, check in for what is true for you. And also check in when you check in what is true for you, what are the risks you must manage? You know, in something, if you're 50 like me, are you in certain arenas still thinking like your 18 year old self? And so what I mean by that is going to Costco and eating the free samples. I am not a starving college student. That is not something I need to do or going to a party and eating because it's free, right? Like there's that mindset of, oh, it's free. I should eat it. I should eat as much as I can because it's free. Question do you really need to indulge in free food? Check in with that. Does this truly nourish you? Is your body hungry for it? Do you need to eat free? No judgments. Check in. Check in with some of these old stories. My 50-year-old self doesn't need to live with my 18-year-old stories. And I have to remind myself of that. As we're always managing the risks, right? And understanding what the risks are that each of us have. And we all have different ones or similar stories, but different ones. It's also important to practice spending money and practice enjoying spending the money, right? I'm not saying that you need to go, oh, I need to go blow a bunch of money and spend it. But when you do spend money, practice enjoying it. If it's going to the grocery store, you know, enjoy that, that, hey, I'm able to go and buy groceries that can nourish me and nourish myself and my family, right? This is not about being reckless or careless, It's about practicing spending and enjoying the money that you have because you've put into a fund that you are now going to use. And here's the thing. It's truly fun to spend money that you've set aside and already made a decision for, right? You've already made the decision ahead of time to do it. So the money is sitting there and it's you giving yourself permission to yourself and creating the opportunity and increasing your ability to spend money on something you desire. doesn't mean you always need to be spending more money or that it's increasing your spending of money. That's not what I'm saying, but increasing your ability to spend money on something you desire, something that you truly, truly love. Oftentimes we spend a lot of money 
on crap or things that don't matter. So instead, it's about spending on the things that you truly desire and love. I don't desire and love spending 10 cents on paper bags at the grocery store, right? I talk about that. That is not for me money well spent. And I'll find other areas like my coffee that I choose very deliberately to go and spend money on. So I hope this helps you with spending money and becoming more comfortable with money, learning about your money and giving your money the opportunity to help support you in your life. I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. I'm smiling big for you. Dreaming, she is drifting, never been sold.